0: Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, December the 17th, 2019. We are currently in the Apple Valley studio tonight with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Great to All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the ultimate fulfillment. This is a Bible study session with our Honorable Dr. Moore tonight. He will be giving us what thus saith the Lord tonight. He will be teaching about the ultimate fulfillment. Yes, this is our second episode in this particular series, and we are so totally excited for this. Yes, yes, and yes, the ultimate fulfillment. This is amazing, amazing, and more and more amazing because now he gets to talk about this. So, don't forget on the 25th, 26th, 27th, and 28th of January, we're going to read our 10th Annual Intercessory Prayer Conference. That's right. 10th Annual Intercessory Prayer Conference. Our conference leader is our own elder visionary, Lorna Denise Harper. The address for services is 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. And those of you in Radio line that can get a prayer through, continue to pray for our Greater All Nations prayer band. That is the GAP prayer band. The reason why I'm telling you to pray for them, because they are on a 21 day Daniel fast. They still have a total of 11 more days on the fast. They've been going 10 days strong. They have not withered. They have not been tempted by the devil and his providing delicious food to try to tempt them. Like Jesus was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights, and the devil told him himself, well, if you are who you say that you are, then make yourself a piece of bread. You try to tell God to make magic and make bread and food, but that's not how it works. God was steadfast for 40 days and 14 nights. Like Daniel, this is the fast where for 21 days, you don't just take away food and nourishment of some sort. You also take away things that are that are keeping you from God. I mean, if it's television, social media, cell phones, and anything in between, if it is stopping you from giving your whole heart to God, from from you giving God everything, then you fast from that. You can fast for a multitude of things. Now, like I said, tonight is the ultimate fulfillment. And what I've come up with for tonight, are you feeling fulfilled? Well, we're all trying to understand what our real purpose of fulfillment here on this earth is. I often wonder what my destiny is too and how I can fulfill my life. And may God truly please with me for my efforts to do as well. I often begin to wonder, is there something more that I could be doing to make every effort count where it really matters? Now, let me just tell you all this. Let me tell you. Let me tell you all something, that this is a part you all can play in. By just listening to God, listening to him speak to you, and for you to respond to every word with an open heart and right mind to follow in his will. Like my grandfather always says, when somebody's sick or when something is going on, he says, Lord, let your will be done. Well, now I understand what that means. You have to allow God's will, because whether we want God to do something or not, in a sense, we can't stop him. Well, whatever his will is, it was designed. The purpose was there before we were even on this earth. So the moment that something happened, God knew before he even sent us on this earth to do his work and his will, he knew what would happen on this day at this time. Now, remember, He has God has an undeniable favor for you towards you because he woke you up this morning and started you on your way. And that in itself is an act of selflessness like no other, because God, He's in breathed into our body, so that's his act of being selflessness. Now, I could go on and on about the goodness of the Lord. I really could, actually, because he's done so much for me in my 34 years of short living. God has done amazing, exceedingly abundant things in my little life. And probably in yours, too. And when I think about all the things he's done for me, every day I say, I thank you, Lord. Sure, I do. I say, I thank you, Lord. And I always tell God my new thing for 2019. If you never do anything else for little old Tasha, you've already done enough for me. That's my thing. You can get your own thing, but let God know your saying and tell it to him every day. Now, this teaching that we're learning with Dr. Moore, it is so important because it does teach us how God's word from the Bible came to pass and what he said in his word was spot on with no error or mistake, not a spot, blemish, or wrinkle. We are to be so grateful that God has done everything that is written in his holy word for he changes not today, yesterday, or in the future. He will be the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, past Presence and future, and for that we need to shout hallelujah! Because of God and what He is in our lives and who He is to be, when you learn about the ultimate fulfillment, he, he in the Bible He said, "I will leave you a comforter, and I will never forsake you." Well, for those who don't understand what a comforter is, if you ever have been to a church and radio last, it is the Holy Ghost. God left us with a comforter that will—it's like—it's like if you cold and somebody wrap a blanket, well, the comforter. The Holy Ghost is our blanket. It keeps us covered under his precious blood. And for that, we can say thank you, Jesus, and hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour who will teach on something that I really love and I'm starting to learn more about because me and Grandpa already had a little Bible study session about it, and I got to learn a little bit more than what I already knew. So I've always wondered about my destiny and my purpose. And after reading tonight, I kind of have an idea of my destiny, and my purpose. So, hey, hey, to me, but here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the men of the hour. He's my grandpa, but first and foremost, he is my bishop, Dr. Alfred Moore, God bless everybody.
2: God bless you tonight. Amen. In Radio Land tonight, and I always say thank you, Lord, for my granddaughter. Amen. Sticking with me, amen, through good and bad. We are so grateful, amen, to be together, having a relationship with Jesus Christ. God bless all of you in radio Man tonight. We're going to get right into it tonight, amen, food for the soul tonight, food for the soul. We need, amen, our soul to be fed. And we're going to pick up from where we left off on last Thursday, the ultimate fulfillment of Jesus Christ. If Jesus didn't do it, nobody else can. But I tell you, amen, Jesus did it. Jesus did it all. Isaiah picked it up and says, amen, and Isaiah 53, 1 and 5, he says, who has believed in our report? to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, And as it root out of dry ground, he has no form, nor his countenance. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire. He despised and he rejected a man, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it was our face from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Yea, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. John 1, 3 and five three one 3, and uh, 2 says, Beloved, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? S-O-N, the sons of God. Therefore, the world knew us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear For we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Reading these verses, amen, and just thinking of it, amen, who have believed our report? And there are many, amen, still haven't believed the report of Jesus Christ, who Jesus Christ really is. Amen. But Jesus come to give us the ultimate fulfillment of his word of who he really is. He grew up before us as a tender plant. It was, amen, he was like a little tender plant growing up in the midst of a hard generation. And I and, and as a root out of dry ground, Amen. It, it, it was hard for him to grow up, And endure the things, Amen, that he had to endure. He had no form of countenance. In other words, Amen. He was not a beautiful man to look upon, not from the outside. But those of us that know him. We can't count his beauty from the inside. It "We And when we see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire of him. Because, amen. Why? Because, amen. Ever since he came into the world to hang on Calvary, he was humiliated by mankind. He was ostracized and Many times, he was very rejected of society. He's despised, and he's rejected of men. Men didn't like him. It's a bad thing to be in society, amen, and have popularity among you, praise the Lord, and people don't like you. They didn't like Jesus. the man of sorrow, amen. He knew what sorrow is. If we are going through something tonight, amen, and we are experiencing something sorrow in our lives, remember, if you are a child of God, Jesus knew what sorrow was. And that's why he said, if you, if you suffer with me, you should also arrange with me. Surely he has borne our grief. He bore our grief. He bore our grief and he carried our sorrow. Yet we didn't extend him sick, and we didn't praise him when he was going through all of this. We didn't lift him up. And even we know better right now in this day and time, we're still not lifting him up for what he have done. He was smitten of God, and he was afflicted. He suffered the humiliation of humanity. His life was not a life of the flower bed of ease, sitting on luster. But his life was a life of being disgraced by humanity and saying he was not worthy of who he said he was. Instead of all of that, he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressors, for our sin. He was wounded for our sins. And he was bruised for our iniquity, the hidden things that we try to hide from the Lord. God eyes us upon on every place beholding the good and evil. He sees every deep and dark spot in our light. God only knows the heart of mankind. We don't know our own heart. Our heart is deceitful. But Jesus knows our heart because Jesus made us. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his strife he were healed. Spiritually, right now, if you are a child of God, you are the son of God, you are healed. 1 John put up very edically words in this. He says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Look how good the Lord is, John saying. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knew us not; The world don't know us because the world didn't know Jesus. And the world still don't know us, and the world still don't know Jesus. That's why we got so much chaos, amen, in the world, because the world don't know us. Because our ways is not like the world ways. And Jesus said, I came into my own, and my own received me not. Every prophecy from Genesis to Malachi, the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled it. John said, What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Ah, amen. There is no greater relationship you can have with Jesus than to be called the sons of God. We have now, amen, we have put on Jesus. And we are the sons of God. Well for the world the world know us not because it knew him not. But beloved, now we are the sons of God. Think about it, children. You say that you are the sons of God, you ought to set an example to these people out in the world. If you are the sons, if you are the daughters of Jesus Christ, you ought to amen, walk, amen, in the ways of righteousness. You ought to walk in the ways that please Jesus if you are the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we should be like. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Oh no, beloved. We don't know what he what he's gonna be like, Amen. But oh we know we know one day when one day, one day, when he appear, ever would he be like we gonna be like him. What a glorious thought. And a revelation that is, amen, to know that Almighty God that don't have no beginning or no ending when we be changed from this old earthly body into a glorified body, we're going to be like him. Getting the highlights of this, amen, Jesus. Fulfill all the prophecy, amen, that was done in the Old Testament. In Galatians 4 and 4, you say, when the fullness of time will come, God sent forth his son made of a woman and made under the law. God fulfilled, he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the law. I believe it's one of the six chapter says, Amen, for what the law could not do in that it was weak. God sent his own son in the likeness of the flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. God fulfilled the law. The law could not save us. The law only gave us a road map. To the best thing to come. That Messiah that they were talking about, Amen. He was coming. It gave us a roadmap. Amen. that, Amen. We could live, Amen, till the greater thing comes than the law. The law was good. And all of those, Amen, that live back under that time, Amen. When they die, they're gonna be died, they're gonna be judged by the law. But since Jesus Christ came, Amen, Jesus made a new agreement with us, a new covenant with us. We are not under the law anymore. We are under grace. Now the Bible, let us know, amen, because we are under grace, uh, shall we continue to sin? Amen. The Bible teaches us, amen, because we are under grace, amen. Uh, 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 God, amen, forbids us to continue is to do wrong. Continue is to do sin, live in sin that grace may abide, God forbids us. We are the sons and we are the daughters, amen, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The fulfillment, amen, of time indicates that everything up on that point anticipated of the coming of Jesus well, amen, Jesus Christ have came. If you're waiting on a Christ to come, I'm afraid, amen, you're going to be waiting the rest of your life because the real Jesus will come. And I know, amen, that the Bible teaches us that this anti-Christ is going to come, and he's going to deceive many, but he's not the real Christ, Jesus Christ. He has already come. It made his fulfillment his days. Now we're living through the prophecy and the fulfillment of the Scripture. Amen. Where we see, praise the Lord, that Christ is the climax of the of His redemption story. At the climax. Of any story, there are only a few pages left after the hero accomplished his task. There remain pages explaining how everything worked out after the climax. The declination of redemption occurs with Christ crucified. Christ! Who believe our report? Christ was crucified. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He was buried. He was put in a bar tomb. Three days and three nights, amen, and he rose. He didn't amen only, amen, die for, but he rose. First Corinthians 15, one and four uh, through four, this event or according to the scripture, fulfillment the utmost theme of biblical prophets. After this, the New Testament explained that the implication and result of Christ's redemption work. If it wasn't for the death of Jesus Christ, a man of sorrow acquainted with Greek, we wouldn't have any salvation. Look what he had to go through in order to redeem you and I. We raised all kind of trouble, but he died for us anyway. We accuse him of being devils and we accuse him, amen, of not being the son of God. We accuse him of some of everything, but he still died for us. Who believe our report? The arm of the Lord is still stressed out. The arm of the Lord is still delivering today. And Christ fulfilled the prophecy when he spoiled principalities. Paul described one of the results of the Christ's redemption work in the contents of a discussion about the prophetic significance of the circumcision and the determination of the law. There was a great discussion about circumcised because Amen. In that day and time the law, Amen, was one of the highest things that there was, Amen. And you didn't break the law and Amen. The Christian faith was built the Jewish faith was built up on the law. And they said, everybody had to be circumcised. You had to cut the foreskin. Don't you couldn't be one of God's children. But when Jesus Christ came along, it says, in whom also ye also are circumcised with the circumcision made without hand. In putting off the body of sin, of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. Now, Jesus, Amen. Says, Amen. Yes, you got to don't stop circumcision, Amen. But I want to circumcise you in a different way. I want to cut your full skin of your heart. I want to clean your heart today. Let me cut your heart. Cut all the contamination that you left soak into your mind and into your soul. Jesus want to clean you from the inside. The circumcision, amen, were just as tight. Amen. Uh, the man the male had to be cut from the outside, but Jesus want to wash you from the inside. And putting off the body of sin all the flesh By the second thing of the Christ and bury with him in baptism. Come on, let Jesus let Jesus bury you. Let Jesus bury you in baptism. Wherein also you are risen with him through the faith or the operation of God. Now, when Jesus Amen bury you and you rise with him, you walk in, in the newness of life. All things have passed away, and behold, all things has become to be new. You're not the same individual that you were before you repented of your sin. You have come to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. And let me express something: if you repented thoroughly and genuinely from your heart and nothing has changed in your life, you need to go back and do it again because something wasn't right. Because I declare when you do it from the depth of your heart and come godless sorry of your sin and let Jesus know that you are sorry, that you have sinned against him, your life changes. Ever who you used to be, you don't be that way no more. The places of the world that you used to go, you just don't go there anymore. I don't care what people in and, and and this modern generation say is that we can do this and we can do that. Amen. Paul said, "All things are lawfully, but everything is not expediently." Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has risen him from the dead and you being dead in your sin and the uncircumcised of your flesh has he quickened together. Having forgiven you of all your trespassing. Now, the Lord has forgave you of all your trespassing. Young people, old people, you have been forgiven for all of your trespassing, all of your sin. The ultimate fulfillment now of Jesus. Jesus can forgive you for your sin. Man can't forgive you. Only Jesus can forgive you for your sin. You can go to confession all you want, but man can't. Forgive you for your sin There is not the one Somebody can forgive you for your sin That is Jesus Christ That's our high priest That's the one who Paid the price on Calvary He blotted out the hand right of the audience That was against us Which was contrary to us And took it out of the way, he took it out of the way, and he nailed it to his cross. Thou art inexcusable man. You don't have no excuse today. All that you couldn't do, Jesus took it out, and he nailed it to the cross that you and I was not be able to, say, Lord. I couldn't do this, and I can't. Jesus took it up on himself. And have spoiled principalities and powers. He made assurance of them. He openly he triumphed over them. In it, let no man therefore judge you by meat. Come in these principalities and powers of spiritual weakness in higher places. Don't let no man judge you by meat or by drink or respect. Of the holiday, of the new moon, of the Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come. It was just a shadow of things to come, but the real thing that came now. But the body is of Christ. Colossians 2 11, 17. You are not under the law no more. You're not under the shadow anymore. You're not under the type anymore. Jesus Christ is the real thing. The circumcision of the Old Testament era was the circumcision made with hand. In contrast to the circumcision of Christ, that fleshly circumcision was one of many prophetic types that would be fulfilled in connection with the coming of Christ And the establishment of a new covenant We are under a new covenant church You are not under the law But you are under great
0: And ever who is
2: under the law They have fell from great Jesus fulfilled all the prophecy That was coming and you know, amen, Noah, amen, was one of those prophecies. Noah, wherein with eight souls were saved by water, with the affection of water baptism, the like figure, whereunto even baptism does also not save us, but the putting away of the filthiness of the flesh. But the answer is of a good conscience towards God. Now, we know, amen, the water don't save us, but amen, it is symbolizing that Jesus Christ washes our sins away. You've got to have a clean conscience. If your conscience is not clean, you are not saved. The Lord has to wash our sins away. And this is a picture of baptism which now saved you by the power of Jesus Christ's resurrection. Baptism is not a removal of dirt from your body. It is an appearance to God for a clean conscience. God wants you and I to have a clean conscience. Is your conscience clean, and I sense you then accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, are your conscience clean? Or do you have a lot of filthiness in your mind that every time that you open your mouth, something ugly come out of it? Well, if it is, you need to go back and do it all over again, because I'm here to tell you, amen, Jesus will not let that filthiness proceed out of your mouth if you are a saint of god it, ain't, it ain't, it's, it's not excuse me or oh, excuse my french I I, I I said a little no you need to be saved Jesus labor is able to brow your tongue when nobody else can brow your tongue amen the lord is able to brow your tongue and if there is any man or woman among you seem to be religious and cannot hold or brother's his own tongue, James says his religion is in vain. You don't want religion today. You want salvation. You want salvation. You want deliverance. You want healing. There's also another possibility that would reconcile Paul and Peter's words. If we think Peter refers to just the filthons of the flourish, it is indeed a description of sin. Yes, it is, amen. It's a, uh, indeed uh, uh, a description of sin. But amen, Peter was continuing to express themselves in the Hebrew pattern of thought. This here, Saran, is really seen in 1 John 3 and 18. It says, And let us not love in words, neither in tongue, but in deeds or in truth. John does not mean here that we should forbid to love, to uh, to say I love you. Well, this is a Haran that means let us not love in words only, neither in tongue, but also in deeds. If you're going to love, amen, just don't let it be from the lips of me. Love from the heart. Anybody can say I love you, but do they really mean it? Love is an action word. It shows you that, amen, you love one another. And Jesus said by this, all men should know that you have love one for another. If you love one another, love proves itself. Christ triumphantly over Satan. He just walked the floor with Satan. Now, amen. As Jesus says in Acts 8 chapter, amen, in verse 1, he said, after that you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall have power. Why do we let Satan tread over us? Why do we let Satan walk over us if Jesus gave us his power? Christ defeated not only all principalities and power aligned against him, he defeated our ultimate enemy. And that was Satan. Jesus defeated Satan, the head of all rebellious principality and power. Paul's description of this, drawn in part on words, drew from Psalm 68 and 18, says, Wherefore he says, when he Ascended up on high. He led captivity captive. When Jesus died, and they were upon earth saying he he dead, some was moaning for him, his spirit descended into the lower part of earth. And where those that had believed in him, that had died in him. He went down into hell and led those that were captivity captive and brought them back up with him. What a mighty God we serve! The head of all principalities and power. Paul's description of uh, uh, this drew in part uh, on his word, drawn from uh, uh, Psalm sixty-eight eighteen. Wherefore he said when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descend? First also into the lower part of the earth. That's where he went. He that descended is the same also that ascended up from above all heaven that he might feel all things, Ephesians 4, 8, and 10. The same one that descended into the lower part of earth and brought up the children that believe in him is the same one that ascended, went on back in the glory. The angels say, why stand ye, gazing into heaven, the same Jesus, the same Jesus whom you reject, the same Jesus who you despise. He's coming back. In like manner, oh, praise the Lord tonight. Either the fulfillment. Praise the Lord of all prophecy. Comparing Paul's words with those of David, thus hath he uh, he ascended on high. Thou hast led captive captivity. Thou hast received gift from men. 68, 18 song, Paul introduced it, the introduction of this quote with, Wherefore, he says, connecting the words of the psalmist with Ephesians 4 and 7, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. We have been given grace. According to the gift Of the measure of Christ The Greek word translate Careful Do I mean for this reason Paul did not see The ascending of Christ As a mere application Of Psalm 6 He saw the ascending Of Christ As a fulfillment of David's word Although we cannot fully explore Psalm sixty eight. The New Testament includes the resurrection of Christ. Paul knows that he rose. It includes his ascendant and at the day of Pentecost. This became even more intruded when we rely the historical roots of Psalm 68. We are found in the victory of Deborah, Barker, and the Canaanites. The literary connection, I bit a verse from the song of Deborah and Barker, is just a piece of evidence. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake. Awake with an utter song. And rose Barker and led the captivity. It was no time for amen, the children, amen, to be kept in bondage. devil, amen. Arose, singing a song, awake, awake. Oh, and Barker, amen, caught on the face with devil. And they went and led the children of God, amen, that was in the captivity. Somebody's sleeping tonight. Some preacher is sleeping tonight. Rise up and help the children of God come to victory tonight. I want to say, Amen. When we look at the whole scenario of this thing, Amen, the up and the fulfilling of Jesus Christ. Nobody, Amen, that belonged to Jesus ought to have their head hung down tonight because victory belonged to us. Victory belonged to us. All we have to do is stay there and hang on a little longer. Victory belong to Jesus, one victory on Calvary. Well, you said Bishop, well, uh, he may have won victory on Calvary, but I'm going through this and that. Victory still belong to you. Victory belong to you. Thank God for him paying the price on Calvary. Christ ascended singly, his victory over death, and thus his victory over the one who had held the power of death. Did you know, amen, the devil had power over death? Before Jesus Christ came and died for you, every soul that died, amen, had to go to hell, hades or the lower part of the earth. The devil had power over death. Jesus went there and took He didn't ask them for it He went and took The power from Satan Hebrews 12, 2 and 14 Says hallelujah For as much then as the children Are partakers of the flesh and blood He also Himself likewise Took part of the same That through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil. Jesus will let us know, amen, I come down, amen, in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh, amen. Everything that we feel in our human body, Jesus felt it in his human body. But there was no sin in that body. But Jesus felt the same thing, the same desire that I have a first, amen, desire. Jesus first desired it. But he didn't fall into no temptation. This was the essence proper, uh, proposed of Christ coming. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He made known. The Son of God was made known. He was manifested. He 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 come, amen. To be him for self, amen. Four thousand years, Jesus hid his name, but when he came, amen, he he brought his identification with him, amen. He said, "I come in my Father's name, and you receive me not." He he, he come, amen, identifying who he was. But we didn't want to believe him. We didn't want to believe him. And uh, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the work of the devil. Jesus come, amen, First John, amen, 3 and 8. He come, amen, to destroy the work of the devil. And the devil, amen, works in all of us. Amen, the devil always working overtime, amen. He, he, he don't take no time. He don't take no break. Now I want to say to you, young people out there, you, that you think you're doing something good. Listen, every sin that you do, you're gonna to have to pay for it. I wish I would have known better, like I know now, when I was raised up, Amen, and done all kind of wrongness, Amen. I didn't realize I had to pay for them sin. But everything you do, you're gonna to have to give account for it, young people. Don't let nobody pat you on the back and tell you it's all right when you know you done wrong, you're gonna have to pay for it. Talking about you young, I got to have my fun. That ain't what Jesus put you on earth for. That's just a trick. The Satan doesn't be willing in your mind to have your soul. Satan Want your soul not to go to heaven. Not that he cares so much about you. Satan don't care about nobody. He just got a lot of folks around here be and deceive, amen. But the devil don't care about nobody but himself. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime service bondage, Hebrew, amen, uh, 2 and 15. Those that were, were fear of death all their lifetime, amen, Jesus went down, amen, and delivered them from that fear. That fear, amen, that death would not have dominion over them. Jesus Christ was the only somebody that did, that we ought to shout for victory tonight, because amen, now then Christ has risen, the stain of death, amen, and the victory of the grave are there of the past. Amen. Death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. Death can't hold you no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, but if Christ be not risen, your faith is vain, yet in your sin. If in this life only we are we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and he became the first fruit of them that sleepeth, for since by man even death. By man comes also the resurrection of the dead. In Adam all died; even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Behold, I show you a mystery: we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trump shall sound, and the dead in Christ, the dead in Christ, shall rise incorruptible. And we shall, thank God, hallelujah, and we shall be changed. We gonna be changed, children. For this corruptible must put on incorruptible. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptible, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the plan that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where are you staying? Oh, grave. Where is your victory? Hallelujah! Read the First First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 17. For those who are in Christ, God warned in Edom about the connection between sin and death. The warning explored by the serpent has been swallowed. In the glory and victory of Jesus Christ, a victory that extends to all who follow Jesus. Beloved, my time is gone tonight, but I'm trying to tell you, we got the victory. If you keep on pressing on, keep on holding on, I know you're going through some trials. I know you're going through some tribulation, but it's going to be all over just a little while. Hold on a little bit, long. If thou will be faithful in the death, he said, I'll give you a crown of life. God bless you tonight. Amen. I'm excited because Jesus won the victory on Calvary. And all we got to do is stay in his hands. Hallelujah. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Until next week, if got the coming, this Is the Dr. Moore along with the staff tonight. Then God bless you. And go with Jesus tonight. We're going to say amen. Lift him up in the last days. God bless you.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Don't forget to radio then. Please pray for our prayer warriors. They are fasting that 21 day Daniel fast. They still have roughly around 11 more days to go. So let's keep them up before the throne of grace. So God will continue to give them strength, strength, and more strength. And keep all those in bereavement. We want to keep the Alexander Simpkins family in prayer because they're in bereavement right now. God bless everybody. Until next week, we'll see you again. Our few of Great Audition, we'll see you on Sunday. Good night and God bless. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>